I'm Sarah Kennedy. And I'm Marissa Arms. We are just two college students who have some tea to spill. So today's episode is the season four of The Crown, a Netflix series. Um, it's very popular right now. A lot of um, talk about it on social media. Even the royal family has come out and um, had some thoughts. So today we're going to be discussing each episode and our opinions, and this is based on true events. Um, so we will be incorporating what we've heard when we were growing up about this, and also what we've learned from the documentary. So let's just dive right in. So on the first episode of the series, it starts off with um, Margaret Thatcher and like start off with the royal family, it starts off with the queen on the horse and um, actually pictures of that actually happening. And then you see Margaret Thatcher um, is elected the Britain's first female prime minister, which was a really big deal. She was known as the Iron Lady and she but she was very different. She wasn't like this feminist kind of woman. She didn't really actually think that women were suited for high positions. Um, she thought they were too emotional. And so she wasn't like in there to start any feminist movement or to um, try to get women up in her role. Um, and also in this episode, you see Prince Charles um, meeting Diana's sister, Sarah Spencer. They're like dating. And um, he meets Diana, who's only 16 years old at the time. And they really make it known that she's really young. Um, because a big factor in the relationship was their age difference. And she was 16 years old at the time. And she was like in this costume from Midnight Summer Stream for her school. Um, but they do have this kind of like a chemistry to them. But at the time, he's still seeing Camilla, which is like an ongoing thing. And so that causes a lot of problems in the future. But um, another thing that happens is the IRA. Um, that's another big thing in this whole um, episode. But what I want to do is I want to ask you, um, what did you think when he was first meeting Diana? Because I know you were really excited about the series when it came out. Yeah, um, you know, I didn't realize how much of an age difference they had because, like, I just only really saw pictures of Diana, like, when they would talk about her, like, on the news and stuff. I didn't realize, like there was a very big age difference. So like, to me, I was like, ooh, he's flirting with a 16 year old. This is kind of weird. Yeah, like when you think about it, it's like, and she doesn't look 16 any of but I mean, when she was, like she was very, very young, um, but she like looked very mature. And so when I was looking at the photos when she was younger, it like did not look like she was 16. Right. That was like an interesting thing in the whole thing. What did you think of Margaret Thatcher, like, as well? Like, what did you think uh, about how she was? Um, I thought it was just like 
kind of ironic of her to say like women are too emotional for like <laughs> higher up positions when she's literally a woman yeah as a prime minister like I just kind of didn't really understand why she wasn't too keen on uplifting women and wanting women in some of the positions because I think that kind of was her struggle with having all men because like later on it seems like they all don't really stand by her or agree with her views because she like I mean she's really conservative but like her whole cabinet I think was conservative but even they were like turning their back on her in a way yeah that was definitely Um, a pattern yeah I thought it was just interesting the way she spoke and like how really anti-feminist she was yeah didn't really make me like her so much but like it's cool like I mean even in the 80s like they had a female prime minister like I guess that's a cool aspect of it but I didn't really necessarily agree with her on some things she said in the series yeah but then there were also things like where she had like uplifting moments and I was like oh that's good but there were other times in the series and we'll go into detail about it later but um like, she would always cook for the men. Like, she never had, like, any help or anything. Like, she just, like, always cooked for them. And I was kind of like, oh, well. Like, there were things that she did that were very, like, it was interesting because she was, like, going through this hard role to be a prime minister. And she, she wasn't into the role of her, um, of, like, that housewife. But she had that mentality of a housewife at the same time, like, um, cooking for them and, um, like, you can't, the wife has to undo the suitcase, like, all kinds of things, like, very, of that time mentality, I guess, um, while also being, like, in a high position power, like, it was very interesting, she's very, like, complex, (laughs) another thing in the series that they, um, that like this episode really talks about our shows is the Irish Republican Army, which was in, in the rise at the time where they wanted to um, separate away from England. And um, so they were like all these assassinations and one of the people who unfortunately passed away from the RI um, was Charles's um, friend Vicky, and he, he was, like, a role model to Charles, he was kind of, like, a father, like, bigger, and, um, he actually receives a letter from Vicky before his death, and it, it's about his eventual relationship with Diana, and, um, how he needs to step away from Camilla and everything, and then Vicky dies in a boat accident that explodes from the IRA and so they were they were definitely sending out a message and it it's really sad for Charles because he was really close with him um but then Charles decides to reach out to Diana there um she was just 19 at the time when they got engaged um she was actually 12 years younger than Charles which is a pretty big difference. 
Um, but yeah, in this series, he um, in this episode, he reaches out to Diana and wants to start going out with her. And more of that is in the next episode. But um, yeah, what did you think about like what they were talking about with the RA? And um, oh, I did not know like any of that yeah. happened. So like at first, I was kind of confused and like my parents were like explaining it to me like I guess they were just out for the royals and like yeah they wanted to break away from like the royal monarchy yeah Um, so it's just yeah I thought it was like crazy that all that happened and really sad that like Dickie and his whole family basically got blown up that was so sad I mean not all of them died but Dickie and a few family members did, and that was a really sad thing. Um, but yeah, they were definitely very serious about it. Um, Margaret Thatcher tells the Queen that um, that she will stop all this, and she does. It's not really talked about after that as much. Um, I don't think, but. Yeah, it ends with um, Charles talking to Diana, so you know that that's going to eventually unfold. If you know this from um, from the events that happened, I mean, they end up getting engaged and getting married and all that, so you have a very crazy relationship. Um, so that's for the next episode. <laughs> um, that's for episode two, so... I think we're going to transition to that. Um, the next episode is when um, so at the start of the episode um, there's a deer that's shot and it's just kind of limping around the entire episode and I think it was kind of I mean, it was, they end up shooting the deer later, but I think it was kind of like a metaphor for how the royal family was at the time. Like, they were just, I don't know, like, their whole system was kind of broken in a way. Um, None of them were happy. Really. That's true. Like, the people were not, like, the whole thing was kind of, like, at that time, was just, like between the economy getting all messed up and um, the IRA and all this, all these issues, um, like I think that could have been kind of a metaphor for that because they showed the deer the entire time. So I think there would be something specific with that. I don't know. What did you think? Um, I didn't really think much about like it being a metaphor, but yeah, it was. I could definitely see it being a metaphor for like how they were they were kind of not being like they weren't really relevant they were starting to like become not so relevant you know like how like a big deal and then like Diana comes in later on like full-on like going on a tour and stuff with Prince Charles and like she brings relevancy back to the royal family because she's so down to earth and like really not like the others um so yeah I think people were just getting bored 
Aurora family. So like, I feel like, yeah, the deer could have been a metaphor for that. Um, yeah. Um, well, this episode also goes into Margaret Thatcher. Um, she's feeling patronized by an all-male cabinet. Um, they don't agree with her spending cuts, which is interesting because she didn't feel that women were fit for this role, but she also like, was having a hard time with the men, so it's just like a very interesting thing. Um, and then she has to go and stay with the royal family for a trip. And that, and she feels that like there has to be like, there's like this test um, that the royal family has and she doesn't want to fail on it, but of course she does. <laughs> she does everything wrong. Um, she dresses too early for dinner. Um, she's upset that they have to sleep in separate rooms. Um, she wears like this dress when they're going hunting and like the whole time she's not able to enjoy it because she's failing her dress and also because she feels like um, she's not able to do what she wants to do like with her work. She's very like um, a workaholic. And so yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, if you were in Margaret Thatcher's place and you were gonna be tested, what do you think you would do? <laughs> I don't know. I think probably packed more than just dresses. I mean, like, that's all she packed were, like, nice things because she had that, like, she had that portrayal of the royal family always, like, dressed well and, like, did, like, just wasn't really outdoorsy or anything. But it come to find out, I think, when she went up there, she realized, like, they're not so, like, proper all the time. no. And, like, shouldn't think that would be, like, the case. Like, they wouldn't be so proper. And, like, they're being, like, really snobbish to her. And it's, like, that's your prime minister. Like, I don't really think. And they have, like, this life of leisure that, like, Margaret Thatcher's not used to because she's running the country. Yeah, she's more respected than the royal family. Yeah. Workload. The royal family, like they're just kind of figureheads, like yeah, and they, yeah, they're not like running the country like Margaret Thatcher is. So like, when they were going away, I think she assumed like they would still be doing work too, even though it was technically like a vacation. But she realized like they're not doing any like any work related stuff. Now. Well, and also the um, royal family is, they're not very British. They're actually a lot more German, and Diana was actually a lot more um, um, English. And so they did, like, all these, like, kind of, like, German things. Um, but I was surprised that they hunted as much as they did. I didn't know that. Yeah, same. Um, so that was a big thing in the thing. One of the things I did like was that like, after that trip, she was just like, I'm done. Um, she goes back to work and she like fires three of her cabinet members. Um, and I was kind of like, you know what, go girl. She was like, I'm going to make a new routine. I kind of like stop. That was the yeah. one I was like, okay, we stand. 
she she was like we just uh, she just got fed up with the royal family and was like fine i'm really just gonna do like i do have power so yeah i think that's what made her hesitant maybe before but yeah in this episode you start to see diana and charles um forming their relationship they would go on shopper and dates which were kind of awkward like one of them was at the um in this episode was um they were at shell and they were sipping uh, sitting um apart from each other it was just very awkward they couldn't even really talk to each other it was just very i don't know yeah and like he invited her to the like uh when they went away to their other house like when they went hunting and stuff yeah and that's like she won over the royal family and they're like charles like because they were pressuring him before like they were pressuring him before like you need to marry someone so like when diana came around she like won them over completely which i didn't know like i didn't really think like i thought she was just someone like oh she's young like just marry her i didn't think like she won them over real well and they all really liked her yeah, and she shot the deer, the deer that yeah. was in the episode, and um, yeah, she did. She she passed the test, but Margaret Thatcher didn't. And um, right. you can tell Charles just like I don't know. It was interesting because he's the one who called her, and then like after that, he's just like, nope. <laughs> he he's just doesn't like when anyone else has attention. You know, yeah. like that's his problem he like craves attention so much and like he hates it when any uh, any person besides him gets it you know that's what I learned with Charles like he just and that's why I like didn't understand like yeah you're getting pressured by your family to marry someone but like yeah and he calls her he's been a great sport and everything it's just like it's all you know I know he had love for her um but it just he wanted his cake and eat it too like that's... yeah <laughs> I just I don't know it was interesting he calls Camilla and calls her a child and um and Philip was like okay you need to um you need to marry her and what I do like is that Philip you can see that Philip does like Diana is nice to Diana um, something that, like, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's, like, the queen or something. But, um, there was, like, another thing that makes it, like, Philip doesn't like her at all. But that wasn't true. He did like Diana. He was nice to Diana. Um, which I liked that the, uh, series did go over. So, um, yeah, the... Well, there's actually a thing I saw that, like, there was, like, a larger picture. Like, I found it on the refinery, and it was, um, that Diana's actually the deer as she begins to be stalked and targeted by the press at the end of the episode, sacrificed by the royals who decided her fate for her. Metaphor much? (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's actually, that makes a lot of fun. Because she really was, um... But yeah, that's interesting. The deer was a very uh, interesting thing to the whole story. Um, 
episode three is the episode that was very um big. I kind of knew about this, but I didn't um, know to the extent. Um, but it's about, it actually gives a trigger warning in the beginning of the episode um, about her battle with her eating disorder. She struggled with um, bulimia. Um, did you know about that? Um, sort of. Like, I knew more recently, like, before watching it, but I didn't know, like, earlier. But I didn't, like, realize how bad it was, like, even before she was engaged to him. Yeah. Like, how bad her eating disorder was, and... Yeah, I just, I knew a little bit, but not, like, a whole lot. Now, what do you, do you think that they kind of, I don't know, overshared it? Like, that it was, like, do you think they did it right by, like, showing how much it is to show that she was really struggling and to make it more real? Or do you think that it was just a lot of work growing up and it was just kind of, like, whoa? Like, what I mean, this was, like, the episode where she was kind of, like, they announced their engagement engagement or whatever, and, like, she had to be, like, kind of stuck in Buckingham Palace until then because, like, they didn't want the press to, like, be all over her. Yeah. So I think it just was, like, it was, I don't think they showed it. I wasn't expecting, like, them to show it. Like, they did show more than I thought, but I think it was, like, enough because that was kind of like what she was going through in her daily life, like being stuck in the palace and like being bored and just really nervous about everything going on because it happened so quickly. Yeah, and he wasn't calling her and she just felt very like... She felt alone. Yeah. It was a very sad to watch um, that another thing is that they... Well, Charles leaves Diana to go on a six-week tour of Australia. Um, and so, yeah, she's, like, stuck there. And he's not answering her phone calls, but he's talking to Camilla. And actually, Camilla um, reaches out to her and asks her to go to lunch. And you can really see that Diana's struggling because she really doesn't eat and Camilla's getting all this food and she's just kind of like lightly eating food and then once Camilla gets her upset she like starts really binging the food and then goes to the bathroom and throws it up and um yeah it's just like really sad um because you can really see that the Camilla um situation really hurt her um, I mean, there was even this quote that there were like three of us in the relationship, and she said in real life, and um, yeah, it's really sad. Like that really, I think when all that happened, I don't know what it was like for her before, but I know when she went to the royal family, like it probably got worse with her eating disorder. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of things probably triggered her. Like, 
knowing that he was at his other house, like with Camilla, and like her finding out, like little by little, before they were married, like getting married, like the gifts he was giving her, and like uh, just, and she still went through with it. I was just like, how how do you still go through with this? Like knowing all this is still happening. And my parents were like, well, once you're in the royal family, you kind of get stuck. Like once you get that ring on your finger, you're kind of just like stuck. It's harder to like get out than to just stay in and deal with it. Yeah. And I just, I felt so bad. Like I think her eating disorder like rooted from like, her nervousness and how upset she would get like something with those emotions would trigger her to do that I mean if you saw a guy that you were about to marry and he was giving another girl a bracelet that said Fred and Gladys from their like nicknames to each other it'd be really hard I mean and the queen wouldn't answer any of your calls because I don't think the queen wanted to deal with her until um until she was like learned all the uh things about the world Right. And so that was hard on her. She just felt very alone. And I mean, it would make anyone feel very, like, sad and just the worst feeling of themselves if they're always alone, no one to turn to. It doesn't feel like anybody really cares. Yeah. And, um, but like, I'm, I'm just glad they put, oh, I'm just glad like they put a disclaimer like that this was going to be shown in like the episodes because like that's important for people like that are sh- that like maybe struggling with this to like maybe not watch it or like know to like when to skip certain parts if it like triggers them. Yeah. Like more shows should start doing that if it's gonna like really show and talk about these things i agree i'd like that they have a general warning because i mean if someone's watching this and he's not expecting that can be triggering i think anything that deals with mental health or like um anything that's like a self-harm should definitely have a trigger warning um so i liked that it did have that but you know what's interesting is like when um, Princess Margaret was talking to the Queen about, like, speaking from that that Charles can't just end up with who he wants to be with, like he has to be with Diana, and like that in her experience, she didn't get to be with who she wanted to be with, and I think that's like the downfall of um, the whole relationship, and it's like one of those things where you can see both sides. Um, you can see how Diana feels about this whole situation because I, I mean, if you're really in love with someone and they're feeling the eyes for someone else, it's really, it's really hard. But I also can see Charles's point of view because, I mean, if you couldn't be with someone you loved, you had to be with someone else, even though you think they're a great person, um, and you just have to like do it because of what like, a duty calls for it and you have no say in the matter, it can be really hard. I don't think he handled it great, but I can also see why. Because it wasn't like he made that decision, like he was forced to make that decision. And um 
Yeah, it was like a different situation um, that I could see both sides with. And so I thought it was interesting with Margaret talking with Queen about that. Um, I think, well, I think like why Princess Margaret said that is because, I mean, she couldn't be with the one she loved. Um, in previous, like further back, like in the first season, yeah, she has like, she has an affair with one of like, her father the king's like people like close quarter people and like he was married but like he was like one of the air pilots or whatever I forget what his name was but she had like an affair with him and she like they both really loved each other but like when her sister Queen Elizabeth like got into office like like as queen she was like I like this can't this can't happen like it just it like it's not right like you can't marry someone that's divorced you can't like you can't be doing like this stuff so like they she wouldn't like grant the marriage like accept it because they wanted to get married but then they just like relocated him and like I think they never saw each other again that's so sad yeah, yes. like, I didn't see that. The only, um, season, this is the first season I've seen. I haven't, I mean, I've seen, I saw a little bit of season one, um, like the first few episodes, but, um, I did want to go back and watch all those. But yeah, that's really interesting. Like, but they just really have no say in the matter. So it really, yeah. doing that, it just doesn't really work, um, especially if you already have someone in your mind. But um, yeah. it ends with the with the clip of the wedding. I wish they had, like done an episode on the wedding. That would have been really nice. Um, but I guess everybody's seen it, so yeah. But episode four is a an interesting episode. It's when um I really loved this episode because you were able to see every sun. Um, because Margaret Thatcher, um, who she says is her biggest son, Mark Thatcher, um, went missing. He was like a new race car driver and he disappeared, um, at a desert and they were missing for six days before they, um, got rescued. And it was like this whole thing where they're trying to find him. And the queen, when, when um, Margaret tells the queen, um, my favorite child, Mark, queen's like, oh, do I have a favorite child? She talks about it with Philip, and Philip's like, oh, my favorite child is, um, what's their daughter's name? Is it Anna? Or, I think it? it's Anne. Anne, yeah. And so that's his favorite child. So then the queen's like, I'm going to meet with every child and... She actually asked the assistants, like, give me what they're interested in and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she didn't even know that about her own kids. Like, she, it was amazing, like, how much she didn't know about her kids. Like, she was, like, her baby was, like, royalty and serving the country. And so it was interesting. They go through each child, and each child, like, has a different, um, out, like, outlook and, like, so, like, the first son, for example, um, I 
is Edward, and he comes off very, like, snobby in a way. Like, he's like, I'm still getting paid, right, you know? Um, but you actually learn that he's being picked on by his classmates, and he's kind of doing that. Like, he's doing, like, a revenge thing. Is like, he's because he's, like, um, kind of an officer at the school, and he's going to turn someone in. And he also mentions that it's like very, it's going to be easy for him to get to any college he wants because he's royal. And the queen's uncomfortable with it because she feels like it's a privileged attitude. But I, I didn't really see it that way because like one thing he mentions is like, there's got to be a reason why, I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, there's got to be a reason for all this, right? Like, because they're serving the country and they're, getting picked on and there's all these things. Well, there's gotta be, and like they're doing these things for the country. There's gotta be some like reward in it. And so his reward would be able to be able to get into any like um, military he wanted to get into or any college or anything like that. There's gotta be a reason why we do all this, why um, they can't be with the one they love or why, you know what I mean? like. I can see what he means, like, they go through all this, even though they live in this lavish, like, lifestyle, they're all unhappy, because they all have to, like, live up to this, like, you know, a life that they were born into, they had no control over, they couldn't be with who they actually love, and um, they feel very restricted, and um, the media is harsh, and you know, they feel obligated to do everything, and it's just, a, and it's hard for them to feel like they can be sad, because people are like, well, you should be happy, you have all this stuff, so it's like a very interesting mentality, like, it was a, it was an interesting thing, what do you think? Um, I think, like, well, I know, like, I thought it was funny, like, that the queen was like, I need to meet with my children individually to figure out who my favorite is. Like, that, because it kind of just stunned her that, like, Margaret Thatcher was just straight up, like, she already knew who her favorite child was. And, like, the queen didn't really raise her children. So, like, yeah, I understand that she needs, like, a list of what their interests are and all that to, like, actually get to know her children. But I just, well, I... I've seen like or I've heard that her favorite is actually Edward because Edward actually and her and his wife they bring like their Netflix over to like the palace or wherever she's at and they watch the crown which I thought was like so funny to hear um what do you talk about this season they said he must he must have came with their Netflix and watched season four because they had some thoughts about this season yeah um but like I thought it was funny it's I think Charles is like the only one that and like Margaret are like the only ones really in the family that mentioned like they were unhappy with like their marriages because they didn't marry who they really loved but like I'm Edward is still with his wife like he loved her I think Andrew loved Fergie but they got divorced but they still like lit I think they still like live together from what I've heard, but he's kind of a piece of crap. So, well, not kind of. He is mm-hmm. a piece of crap. So, yeah. So, which I thought they were gonna leave him out of the season, but it's yeah, like, it was. It was just. 
yeah like he had a creepy vibe in the show and like the queen was like oh (laughs) yeah she was like she knew like she was just like oh he nope and like I don't know Anne does come off really snobbish like I think she married who she loved but like then it just like I think when like they sometimes what happens with the royal family is like the royal stuff gets involved with their marriage and like that's when it kind of gets all kind of haywire and why like affairs just happen with the royal family so I don't know yeah, like, she meets with Anne, and she complains about being compared to Princess Diana, because she was, like, Princess Diana was starting to become really big, and everybody loved Princess Diana, like, she could do no wrong, and, um, and, like, the queen talking about, um, Anne's marriage, and, like, how she, how there were, like, rumors that she was being unfaithful to her husband, and, oh, yeah, yeah, she was kind of unfaithful with, like, I think it was, I don't know if this is correct, um, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think she had an affair with Camilla's husband because she was like, I know Camilla's husband like really well. Like I'm close with him. So like I, that's what I like kind of think it was, but I'm not sure. But I think she was having an affair. I'm just not sure if it was him because she said she was close. Well, not about that, but, like, it mentions that. I don't think it was this episode, but there was another one because um, Charles was having, like, a really hard time, like, the situation, and, like, she was saying how, um, like, he lives in this fantasy world. Like, Camilla actually does have a good relationship with her husband. Like, she's not going to just leave. She's not going to just, like, he's not going to, like, just end the marriage with Diana and she's like, okay, and let's, like, leave the front door and out the front door and just right. <laughs> but I mean Camilla does say she would and I mean you end up together later so yes she did <laughs> but um yeah like and Anne like she was even like feeling misunderstood and the queen was just kind of like saying it'll pass and that was like another thing like they all had problems um and the next one really does have problems. Andrew um, comes in through a helicopter and um, he actually talks about this American actress that he does marry. Um, talks about like this movie that she does about how she's like this underage girl um, in love with a guy, I think. It was like something about that. It's it something crazy. Um, but he loved because, you know, if you know about the Epstein thing and he went to the islands and that whole thing, um, he's mm-hmm. a real creep. <laughs> and he's shown that way on this uh, series. You really, like, every time you see him, you just, like, you can't even... He's just creepy vibes. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did you think? I was just like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This entire thing with him, the entire scene's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, oh, just yeah, not not a big fan of his. And like when he was explaining like that movie to her, and the queen was just like, "Sounds uh, wrong." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh. 
but the next one that she meets with is Charles. Um, Diana's pregnant at the time, William. And um, she's locking herself in the room and Charles is calling her pathetic and um, not the greatest things to say to her, but you know, she, she's having a really hard time with it. And the queen's just like, well, queen actually noticed that he, where their house is, is like near Camilla. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you're still going on with that? Like, <laughs> it's just like so bad, the whole situation. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, he makes it out like he wanted to live here because of the garden and stuff like that. But it's because he wants to be close to Camilla. And, um, yeah, I think if he wasn't with Camilla, I think Diana would obviously be more herself and more um not locking herself in her room all the time but because he was with Camilla it was really hard on her emotionally yeah and she was a very like um emotional person um and she was needy and I'm not saying those are bad things at all but um but those did take a toll on her and when um he was doing those things it just like really heightened all those and so um yeah that's what I saw through that I just think like I mean she was bulimic and now she's pregnant so like that took a toll on her body as is like she needed to be like healthier and like that was probably out of her like normalcy I mean given with her eating disorder and all that like it's sad but like that was just out of her norm and so it probably was a harder pregnancy on her, but like, you know, when the queen was pregnant, cause they like, he like kind of compared her or the queen was like, well, I didn't have this much trouble pregnant. It's like, it's different for everyone, but also the queen probably did have trouble that like she just hid because she was just better yeah. at hiding it. Like the thing is with Diana, it was, she didn't want to hide her emotions. Like she, she needed, like, she felt like she needed to be like real and authentic because comes a shocker it seems like it's such a shocker to like Charles and the rest of the family when she's like actually upset like she's not hiding her emotions like the rest of the royal family yeah and she's very like affectionate as well like when she has them they were like um they're not affectionate people um yeah and so that was interesting as well but um Margaret Thatcher's son is found, and when he's found, um, you can see the comparison between the twins, because the daughter is, like, upset, because, like, the son's very, like, I don't know, um, snobby, I guess. He just, like, goes back, he just, like, goes back to, like, nothing happened, you know? Yeah, and she's just, like, um, and, like, it's so apparent that he's the favorite. And at least mm-hmm. she has a dad. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. Um, it's, and she even has that conversation, I think, in another episode about that with her mom. Like, why is he your favorite? And why do you have such a problem with women? And so, 
that was interesting. But Margaret Thatcher decides she wants to go to the war, and that leads to problems that goes into the next episode, which I really liked this next episode. It got really good. It was um, episode six. Oh, episode five, I mean. Um, <laughs> and it's actually about this break-in at the Buckingham Palace by Diane and Michael um, Fagan, I think. Um, yeah, and he found his way into the Queen's private bedroom. Spoke to her about 10 minutes. What did you think? Did you know about that? I kind of knew about it. Um I thought it was I thought it was really interesting that they did a whole episode based on this and like why he like and why he did it like I like you kind of understand like if this is all true if this is all mostly true you understand why he did it because like you realize he's struggling his wife left him and took his kids Mm -hmm. met someone else and like He's just all alone. He can't, like, afford to do anything. He lost his job because, like, the war was contributing to, like, the unemployment. And just, like, Margaret Thatcher had, like, the highest unemployment rate in, I think, her first term. Um, There was, like, three million people unemployed. And he, like, went every day. Like, he had to go every day to say, like, like, he didn't have work. And, you know, like yeah you start losing I would understand if you're gonna start if you start losing your mind doing that every day and like the guy took him like he was just like who do I go see about this and they're like oh go see him and then they like were like oh you got to go back there and he's like well who do I really need to talk to like and the person he talked to I think had like a picture of Margaret Thatcher or like yeah I think because he was like part of the conservative party and well he and then he like was like oh take it up with the queen then if you're like really concerned a little too seriously yeah and like he passes Buckingham Palace it seems like on his way home every day so like it just took a lot in him to be like stop there and like actually see if it would work and I thought it was just once, but he did it twice. Like, oh, oh my God. The security was so bad. <laughs> you, like, like twice. Like, I thought that was crazy. I was like, oh, we're going to, like, see this already, like, this early on. And it's like, no, he broke in once, didn't get, didn't find it. Or, like, the queen wasn't there. So, like... He went back when the queen was there and like it's just so funny because I think now I went to London like a year ago and I think now like the gates are actually higher and all that because of that yeah but I think like whoever whoever was working on those security cameras and like not doing much they definitely probably got fired like oh yeah (laughs) And, like, people still to this day don't, like, I don't think they really know what the conversation the guy had with the queen, but from what they portrayed and, like, had said on In the Crown, I think, like, I hope that's the conversation they had and, like, 
it really humbled the queen and like humanized her a little bit to like understand what's really happening outside of the Buckingham Palace and all her other homes, like out of her lifestyle. Like all there's so many people in trouble and like unemployed and it's just it's hard to just get by. Yeah. And he really had nothing to lose because I I think he lost custody of his children because of the fight with the young boyfriend. Yeah. He had no money and he's just like, you know, whatever. I I thought it was very interesting, like, well, that she was like, the queen was literally ringing up people and they couldn't hear her. And she's like, she'll literally be killed right now by this guy. Nobody was like paying attention. And um, right. luckily she wasn't. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it is scary too. Like imagine if you're like, just wake up and there's like this random guy in your room. But um, I think it was a conversation that needed to be, like, if that was the conversation, I think it needed to be said for, and, it, and like you said, it definitely humanized her. And I, I liked watching that. I thought it was a very interesting episode. It definitely put in, I thought that series did a really good job of like, it was different perspectives. It was like the prime minister. I don't know the other seasons that could be wrong. This could be like this way with other seasons, but at least from what I've seen in this season, I really liked that it took people from that were struggling in Britain and there was people in the royal family who were struggling and people were coming into the royal family struggling and um, everybody's struggling. It's just interesting to see it. <laughs> yeah. Prime Minister, like all these different people. And um, like how many people fit into this like royal like society, all these different people. And um, how nobody was basically happy. And um, <laughs> it was very interesting to watch it. But um, I know in real life, he's actually, he's, he was in a mental hospital for that. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting. I can't believe he managed to do that two times. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are going to transition to episode six. Um, this was the Australian tour, um, Williams on this trip, and Diana. Actually, the Queen had, um, gone to the, through Australia and had a really successful trip, so Diana and, um, Charles needed to go on this trip. Um, it was a big deal for Charles because he was supposed to be the future king of, um, Australia, but when they go there, um, and Diana meets with the people, like, they all love her, and she gets all the attention, and it's really hard on Charles, um, he gets, like, made fun of, and, um, and he already, like, is very attention-seeking as it is, and so, like, to have all this happen, it would be hard on anybody, but, like, it really was hard on him, and, um, like, once, like, they started really liking her, but um, they actually have a conversation before all that happens um, about what their needs are and how they need to be there for each other's needs. And it actually really helps their relationship because she's like, I do really appreciate you. And she says all these things about her and he tells her he loves her. And you can and they dance together and it's like, they seem really happy for a minute. 
and you feel like, okay, maybe this is going to work. But once you started getting on the parades and everything, then it's like, oh, they're back to square one. So that was really sad to watch. Um, yeah, it like showed the ups and downs of their relationship. But like, yeah, the whole point of the tour was to show that like, to promote and like show that Charles will be future king and like all that and I just yeah Diana kind of she didn't and I don't think she intentionally stole the spotlight she was just trying her best to like be a good trying to put on a good face and like be a good wife and like represent that and look like a good mother but like it's like she couldn't help it. She's just so nice of a person and had such a good heart. And if people really did that at the polo matches, like chanting, we want Diana or whatever, it's like, I, yeah, that sucks for him. Like, I get it. You're upset about that. Um, but it's, it's like, I don't think he should put like all the blame on her because like she didn't intentionally try to do all this. No. She can't help it. Everybody loves her. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't... Like, she's... Like, I can't help it. Everybody loves her. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Yeah, and, and you can see how great of a mother she is in this episode as well, because she was like, William comes with me, and, you know, like... He, oh, yeah, he she... Shipped off somewhere, like... I need to be with him. And she for sure... She was for sure, like, a hands-on mother. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what she was, like, really known. Like, a lot of people remember her as, like, she would take William and Harry to, like, McDonald's and Disney World and just, like, everywhere. And then I saw, like, a video of, like, she participated in, like, this mother's race at their school. And, like, won the race or whatever. Um but I just, like, she was very hands-on compared to, like, the rest of the royal family and their children, um, which I think, like, it showed you could do it, like, and she was, like, not taking, like, she didn't want her kids slept away, even though they did, like, go to boarding school, because, like, later on, Charles tries to manipulate her, saying, like, she can't go away because, like, she'll be away from the kids too much and it's like well they're already in boarding school they're already away from home like it's just yeah yeah so i yeah. well yeah. actually and then william and kate took their kids too to places and yeah i think that broken and, um i think their mother like, like finally really felt should. like at a good place and then at the end, she's like, oh, it again. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I... yeah, but that was interesting that they, like, showed all that. I really liked that episode. Um, is there anything else you thought about that episode? Um, yeah, I thought it was, like, I mean, it kind of showed, like, the awkwardness Charles had. I guess had with like trying to play with his like with William like his son when he was just a baby like he looked almost like kind of uncomfortable-ish but like I mean they were trying it's like you could see like they were trying in their marriage since they were just like away from England and like the whole dancing scene I thought was really good to see 
because like that really happened like they mm-hmm. danced really well together and like you could see like kind of that chemistry coming back and it was like you had that little hope but yeah I agree I I really I mean even though you know it's gonna fail because you you heard about it but I um there's like this little bit of hope you hope like it'll work out and um that's it's a happy end thought at the moment you feel like you see in a relationship it's good points and then it's just like a stop right where it was um but the next episode is actually really interesting. I never knew this. I don't think a lot of people knew this either. Um, it's about the royal family family. Um, so uh, Princess Margaret is having some problems. She actually um, has like this little romance with this Catholic priest and um, but the queen says that he's a friend of Dorothy. Um, so obviously that's not gonna last very long, but um, he like, well, she tries to kiss him and he's like, no. So there was already a sign there, but um, yeah, she ends up having a heart attack or not. Oh, did she have a heart attack? She she uh, she popped out blood when she was talking. Yeah, about. she well no she had to get like a lung removed That's or something right. like because she smoked a lot and drank a lot and like the smoking I think caught up with her. She like basically kind of had the same thing like her father had. Um, like he had to get her a lung replaced, but he died like because his was probably worse than what hers was but she was like getting there and they caught it before anything like worsened um but yeah um she had a lung transplant and like was recovering from that but isn't this also the episode where like she goes to therapy and like finds out and like finds out about the other people like because it this episode one of the episodes if it's not this one it's probably the next one after that it starts off with like two it starts off with like a mental hospital Mm -hmm. and um there's these two women they keep going back to throughout the episode and it turns out they were part of the royal family and like why you see them so attached to and feel so connected like they would celebrate Margaret's birthday or the Queen's birthday. They would stand up every time they heard Hail to the Queen, whatever the song is. I think it's like the Hail to the Queen or, oh, God Save the Queen. That's what it is. They would stand for that. And they were like, they were crying when Margaret was in the hospital. Like they knew this was their family, but we didn't realize it until like, um, I think like the therapist was talking to Margaret like about this kind of stuff and she like figures out like they had two two cousins I think it was like their cousins or something it was people like close with them in the royal family but they were mentally ill so like they just sent them away because they were unfit to like be in the position of like the royal family 
which I thought was super sad. They called them dead. They just like wrote them off as dead. Yeah, that that was so messed up. The fact that they just pronounced them dead, and it's like they're not dead. No, and I didn't. Well, you you know, I wonder if it's because of all the um. Like, didn't they um? What's the word? They didn't they like. When they were having kids, like, in the, like, past, they were, like, um, having kids with each other or something like that. That's, that's what I thought, too. I thought, is it from a product of, like, incest or whatever? But I don't think it was. I think it was just, like, it was the first time they, like, like, two children in their family had, like, mental illness and, like, disorders and, they didn't know how to treat it or like how to deal with it. So, yeah. you know, they just sent them away. Like that's what they did back then. They just sent them away because they didn't like, know what to do with them. And then not realizing that these people want nothing to do with them. Right. Another thing in this, um, cause this episode is like on Margaret and like how she finds out about the mental hospital is that they were making her kind of step down from her role and because of her health issues. And she even mentions like that the charities don't want her because they have Diana and she's young and stuff like that. And it just shows that Diana really was becoming the royal family. Everybody loved Diana. Like everybody else was kind of being pushed aside. And I um I thought that was interesting, but it was it was sad that they just like made her shift her role. Because all she wanted to do was work. And um, she was like, just give me as much responsibility as you can. And we just gave her no. Because that's all she had, really, yeah. in the end. And like, she she actually did help them. She gave them like presents and money um, to the nurse and Catherine um, who were in the mental hospital. Um. Mm-hmm. And not to really make up for it, but just to do something right with this whole situation, um, which I thought was really nice. I'm glad that she found out about that, saw that was wrong, and did something about it. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Uh, no. I, I mean, I was just, like, shocked by this because like I don't think anyone really knew about this until like this episode came out like I was just like how did they get this information at all like I was just so shocked of like everything about this episode oh yeah so yeah this was definitely like a good episode I really liked it a lot um all right so on to episode eight um, this was, I thought it was okay. It was, a lot of it was, um, Margaret Thatcher and the Queen. Um, this episode actually is, I believe, well, okay, so this episode was when the, um, South Africa is, like, um, 
was like on the uh, I forget what the word is. It's like when they met with all these countries within the UK. Oh yeah, and Margaret Thatcher wouldn't like sign the th- yeah. thing that the Queen wanted her to sign. Um because there yeah. was like stuff happening in South Africa. Um and they needed like England's help. Yeah, and like, and you can see in the beginning, it's like this um guy on a typewriter writing, and um, he's actually the one who wrote a, a statement that made Margaret Thatcher actually sign it. And when he was on the phone with like the press, he didn't want to be, but he got he ended up on the phone with them. He got fired, and he wrote a book about the royal family. Um, because, like, one editor said that he should write, like, a, um, a political, like, mystery novel about the world. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it after that. And um, he ended up making a lot of money through that, so go him. But, um, yeah, this was, like, kind of, it was a good episode in that, like, you know, you got to see that. I mean, to see, like, how, like, it's interesting, like, you know, they go to write something, and that made her finally, like, stop putting her foot down on every single one. Um, but it wasn't my favorite one. I mean, what did you think? Yeah, I just, it kind of showed, like, the tension and um, how much, like, I think both the Queen and Margaret Thatcher didn't really care for one another at this point. Like, they were just, like, will tolerate each other but like then Margaret Thatcher was like crossing out like a line and saying no like it needs to be said like this like everything had to be rewarded every time they brought it back to her and yeah I think it's just like it was showing how frustrated both sides like the queen was really frustrated at her and Thatcher was frustrated at like the thing she needed to sign but like yeah I just I don't really care for like Margaret Thatcher in this episode um and yeah the guy that like they had to throw under the bus basically um because you know that's just like what they have to do to make sure like because the queen initially said what the thing that came out in the press about Thatcher like she did say that stuff and like she wasn't hesitating like oh don't put it in the paper or whatever like she let it happen but then like realized oh I do regret it and that like someone needs to I can't be the one like I have to deny it till I die basically and so that's why they threw the editor under the bus and I mean I'm glad he wrote murder like not murder mystery but like royal mystery stories because yeah. some of it's probably like true like I don't know I felt bad he had to get thrown under the bus though I don't think that was fair like I wish the queen would have owned up like yeah I said it yeah yeah that was such a reason to but another thing in this episode was um since Andrew gets married to Sarah Ferguson, and um, I, I remember he was like upset that he wasn't getting as much attention um, from his wedding from the press. So, oh yeah, yeah. that's when Prince <laughs> Charles like goes off on 
them before he's getting married. It's either him or Anne Edward. It was before one of their wedding days. Um, or yeah, I think it was Andrew's wedding day. He said like, well, I'm going to be future king. And like, you're not, you're not like, and then it's like, well, then my children, like my children's will then overstep you guys and being in line. And then like, it's like hit their children's children, you know? And it's like, it was kind of like rude of him to say to his siblings, but it was, it was true. And it is true. Like, it's like, it goes from Queen Elizabeth to Charles. Then if, when Charles like goes, it's William and then it's William's children. Yeah. And then like, I think it's after William's children, Harry's children, but Harry's not really technically in the royal family yet, right now. Like their son doesn't have a name, um, like a royal t- title or whatever. But like, I mean, what Charles said in The Crown, it, it was true if he said it then, like, but <laughs> it's just, it was funny to me because the siblings' reactions were like, what the heck? Like, on my, like, Andrew was like, on my wedding day, and then the other, like, Edward said, like, a word I won't repeat, but, like, it, he basically, like, that was very rude of him. Yeah. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're getting, we're almost done the uh, series, but we're on episode nine of Avalanche. Um, this one actually, at the beginning, it shows um, Princess Diana um, and Charles at a show for his birthday. And Diana is a little surprise for him, which is a famous thing um, that she did. She danced to Uptown Girl with a ballet dancer. And Charles, and she thinks Charles will like it, but Charles hates it because all the attention's on her dancing on his birthday, and of course he doesn't like it because it's not really his style either. He's very, well, another thing that, like, leads to a downfall is, like, Camilla's a very, like, okay, so Charles is a very, like, artsy guy. Camilla's not, I mean, not Camilla, um, Diana's not, like, into that, like, she's not really into these shows and stuff. Um... And like artsy things and you can even see that in the second episode of the series where like he's trying to talk to her about the show and she's just like oh cool like she just doesn't care but Camilla like likes all that and they kind of like are able to talk about that with each other and that's one of the things that he really likes about Camilla and that's something that because I think Diana was so young that it, it just made hard with that and so um he doesn't like this dance number at all it's his birthday and she's getting all this praise and getting the audience to love her and she, he's just like there like oh cool you know he's yeah done. but she's like really trying like oh, I no, was no, like, yeah like I just was like this is actually kind of sweet like she wanted to do like she put herself out there and like was trying to do this for him like yeah even though he this wasn't his thing and yeah he didn't like the attention she tried like she was more into like performing as gifts because like later on like at one of it was their anniversary and like she made a tape of seeing phantom of the opera and like he hated it too and i was just like oh my god just appreciate like she took the time to do something like this like it takes guts to like perform in any way shape or form yeah and so like yeah even though 
it just wasn't his thing like he should appreciate it still well and also on their anniversary when he gets her gift which i actually really liked he did like this he got her a book about her estate and she's like oh cool like she didn't seem like she really liked it that much um but i would have loved that gift so it was like interesting like it just like they couldn't figure each other out they just they were too different that they can never appreciate what the other did the other person did for them because they were they were their age difference the differences of their taste there's so many differences i mean i think they both cared about each other but um just they just really didn't work very well together um so they go on to this uh ski trip for his uh well not for his birthday but it was like a few months after his birthday and he actually almost dies his friend dies though um this is really sad and he gets stuck in a uh, avalanche and he ends up surviving an accident um and they get out of it and it's they're back to a bad end because of this whole situation and um the anniversary happens um she thinks like it'll work between them but it doesn't um there's another thing that actually happens is this is also now diana was um seeing some people and um she was meeting with this guy and he um, she ends up meeting with him later. And um, so that becomes a problem. He ends up having guards and like he sees um, her with a guy then the relationship's gonna be over or something like that. Oh my God, yeah. That like made me so mad. Like. Charles has literally been cheating on Diana since before they got engaged and before they got married. Like, he's literally been seeing Camilla this whole time, but yet when Diana, like, wants to see someone else, because I don't blame her for cheating on him. He doesn't, he's not, like, appreciating her and, like, giving her the attention she needs. So I don't blame her at this point, like, for cheating on him. And it's, like, once she's allegedly starting to see someone he's like I need guards so like to catch her to call her out on it or whatever it's like dude she's such a hypocrite such a hypocrite yeah just oh my god I was like I don't blame her for cheating on you (laughs) like go ahead Diana I don't blame you I know and when Anne tells the queen about this the queen and Philip get together and talk to Charles and Diana and Diana um, says she does want to make it work, and um, she really wants to do it, and that, um, yeah, and that's when Charles says he'll wait for her to slip up, and um, Charles doesn't even get a chance to say what he wants, because, um, like, he doesn't want to make it work, because Phelps like, well, she wants to make it work, that's all I'm going to need. And so then he's like still stuck in it. And um he has like this fantasy that he's gonna like end up with Camilla and um be with her. And Anne, like, as we mentioned earlier, was talking to the queen and saying like that they're that 
Camilla's like just gonna like walk out the door. Like she actually does have a pretty good relationship with her own husband. And so this whole fantasy he's having is like a waste of time. And so once the queen t- talks to Charles, Charles meets with Camilla in the car and she said and Camilla says that she would leave with him. So he feels good about it and he wants to just be with her. Which is an ongoing thing through a whole series. Yeah, I just I do believe Diana when she said she wanted to make it work it's like I think what drove her to start seeing other people was because Charles wasn't giving her the time of day and was just too busy being with Camilla at the at their other house when he wasn't at the palace so it kind of like drove her to do that so like I do believe when she said like I do want to make this work it's like it felt like she had no other choice in some situations like to see other people and you know I do think because they hinted in previous seasons I do think like Philip did cheat on Queen Elizabeth so like I don't know if they had ever a talk about it that they didn't show but like I believe the queen thought like if they could they could stick it out then like they can do like Charles and Diana could do the same thing but it's like the queen I don't think ever cheated on Philip so like it's a whole different situation like they were both cheating on each other and it was just kind of getting toxic but they wanted to squash that before like it all got out yeah and yeah and then like she just starts feeling hopeless for the whole thing and she ends up cheating again and it just gets it's sad because she just like feels like unwanted and just alone and nobody really cares and she's like really trying and he just and the- not even trying so she's just like I give up and yeah, so, and, the, yeah. and the thing was like, what was I gonna say? Oh my god, they, they, this was like at this point, it was like their seven, five or seven year anniversary that they were celebrating. And I was like, oh my god, how long were they married? And my parents were like, they were married around like fifteen years. And I was like, <laughs> this was only year like seven. Mm-hmm. And they were doing, they were going through all this. Like, I was just like, oh my God, I don't know how they did it. I know. I can't believe it was 15 years. Like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how she did it. And then I realized it was the 80s as well. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to transition to the last episode, episode 10, which is Margaret Thatcher's downfall. Um, she's ready to, uh, well, not ready, but she, she's very sad because they're, they were saying bad things about her. I think, like, one of the, um, the, the, um, people in her cabinet said something bad, and, um, she goes home and breaks down in tears um, because it, that's going to be her downfall and it's going to make her have to resign later because she just becomes unpopular in the votes. Um, and so 
You can see also Diana and Charles at a Williams rugby game. And you can see how much like, different in their relationship where like Charles is like very like like his father and how he's raised is very like good job, but like doesn't show very much affection, whereas like um Diana is very hugs, she doesn't show them. Um she's like screaming at the game, happy for him, it's just like it shows a very like difference in them. Um, though I think actually when Diana dies, um, he kind of steps in in Diana's place and becomes much more affectionate because um, I know William speaks very highly of him. Um, but yeah, there's um, nothing that that was there anything that you thought about with this episode. Um, no, it felt like another kind of slower episode, but yeah. like when it's like Christmas time and they're all at the one house and like Diana's just like, she's just upset because of like just everything that's been happening in her marriage and like doesn't know like how to act around them at this point because she is very upset like and she really can't have like a poker face like she's not as good as it and like her and philip have like a pretty good talk um like he was trying to encourage her like you just like i was angry too at one point like i like because uh, he was like jealous of the queen and get her when she got her praise for like being queen because he could never be king um because of where like where in greece like he was in the monarchy there or something like um but he can't be king because he was never like in line for the throne like he wasn't blood so like they both kind of related to one another because I guess they both like had that struggle of like feeling like they couldn't do anything right yeah with like being in the royal family and like they have they've like had to learn to deal with it but I just think that their conversation was really good and like it showed like Philip is watching out for her and like trying to protect her and like kind of like a balancing force with like the queen and like Charles he's like very more compromisable yeah um, and understanding than they are because he married into the family like she married into the family. Yeah. Another thing in this episode that um, you see is she has a kid um, who has AIDS. Um, and a lot of people at that time, because AIDS was like a really big thing at that time. Um, some people feared like even catching someone with AIDS. And so her, by her doing that, like, everybody was, oh, my gosh, she's amazing. And she did a lot of AIDS awareness. She was, like, not afraid to do that. And, like, the royal family would not touch that. And um, she wasn't afraid to do that because it was a really big thing at the time. Um, it was, like, a lot of people were dying of AIDS. And yeah. um, so I thought that was really great. A lot, I, think, I think everybody loved about her was her charity work and, like, how she was, like, um, very kind to anyone she met. Um she just was a very affectionate person, and I think a lot of people saw that, saw that because 
the royal families, I mean, they're kind of cold. Like, they're not very affectionate. And so, like, they're, she's, like, a complete opposite of that. And so, like, people seeing Diana, they just loved her so much. And um, another thing that happened in this episode was Margaret Thatcher resigns as a uh, prime minister. She has a talk with the queen, and the queen, like, suggests she should do that for the people. And um, she dies. Um, even though she says she still has one card left to play, the queen is, like, is it worth doing that? You know, like, just resign. And so the queen gives her a gift, and, um, and it makes Thatcher cry. And because this, this job was her one true passion, I mean, she was definitely controversial, but a lot of people, I mean, I, I mean she really loved her, her job, and it really meant a lot to her. And likely giving her a gift like that, she felt really touched. Um, and it showed that the queen was, you know, that like the nice side of the queen. And um, yeah, she was in, in uh, power for 11 years. She was she did it for a long time. Um, she bows down to the queen as she did in the first episode. And um, yeah, it was it was. It was sad to like we're not gonna we're not gonna see her anymore like in season five, but it was um it was interesting to watch. Mhm. Yeah, definitely. So um, that's pretty much the biggest things that happened. Um, you definitely at the end it ends with Diana coming downstairs to join them for a Christmas bow, and you can just see her face and tears wallowing in this shot and it's like it just goes to show like how I actually end her life because like um with that like this camera flashes because the paparazzi was following her and she ended up in a car accident um in the end of her life so yeah kind of like a foreshadow but Overall, loved the series. I will definitely be watching season five. What did you think about the series? I thought it was really good. Um, you definitely learn a lot more if you didn't know much about this whole thing and like now everything is coming back into light. And but like I don't think before the Royals would like speak out about things like this, but now they're all like speaking out about it. And it's just, like, what a coincidence they're speaking out about Diana season of all the seasons. And, like, the UK now, the UK government wants to, like, put a disclaimer on every episode that it's, like, fictional. And it's, like, well, I actually kind of believe most of this stuff. And, like, even my parents were, like, this is how we knew of them. Like, Charles did act like this. Like, Diana was like this. Like, it this is how they knew of the royal family in that time like yeah so i i think like it's just what a coincidence that it's diana season like you didn't need to put a disclaimer on all the other seasons that really focused on the queen yeah and and i know charles was like he said he was worried how they would um how diana would be perceived but i don't think she's perceived that i think she's perceived as real, you know, someone who struggles with stuff. I mean, she was, obviously she wasn't perfect. And, um, 
I mean, I also think he was worried about how he was going to be perceived. Um, I think there were parts where I was like, you know, I don't know if all that really was true. If he said everything that they said he said, but um, I know that I think they did an interesting job of making it so that you can see both sides of the um mm-hmm. of them. So I don't think it makes anybody look super bad. I just think it makes them all look human and makes them look like they all are struggling and um. I think it was interesting to watch. It just goes to show, like, you can love this whole lavish style, but just still be, like, struggling. Um, so I think that's what was really interesting about the season and would watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been a very long episode of the university. Um, so we are going to end here. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, stay tuned for next time for some hot tea. I'm Sarah Grace Kennedy. And I'm Marissa Arms. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.